we are officially recorded now, and I am very excited. We are back in Italy today. Um, this is a streak. Uh, I've had uh, Christina in Taina and now Erica talking about Italy and the work that's going on there. So, but before I get started, a couple of housekeeping notes for people who are on here for the first time. So this is being recorded and it will be on YouTube. So I kindly ask you to uh, stay off the camera and uh, mute yourself. And so this is really for your privacy and security. And then when it comes time for questions, uh, please unmute yourself or type a question in the chat. Uh, you can also show your video um, because that portion, when I'm done with the official interview, then that uh, part is not being recorded. And for those of you watching on YouTube, this is uh, your chance to uh, connect um, directly and in person with my guests or with me, as you may choose. So without further ado, I'm announcing uh, Erica Tello is my special guest today, and she is directing the Radiant Treasures Alliance. Uh, I will refer to that as ATR. Uh, which goes along with the Italian translation, and it's a grassroots network of counter-trafficking organizations in Italy. And uh, the reason I'm very keen to have Erica on here is because she's a fantastic, phenomenal person, uh, but she's someone who saw a particular need, um, wanted to do something, and saw a niche uh, that and saw a gap and worked very hard to fulfill that. So I want to just highlight this when we're thinking about counter trafficking work and that we don't networking isn't always the first thing that comes to our mind because we want to work with people. I wanted to uh, talk about networking as counter trafficking work because this is really crucial because when you have so many different grassroots organizations in a nation or a region, and how do we work together to help each other uh, come together to do the work, to synergize in the work and help each other out? So that is what Erica has done in forming the Radiant Treasures Alliance. So this is um, your introduction, please. Um, first, Erica, give us a brief background about who you are, um, where you come from, in as much or as little detail as you care to share, and uh, tell us how you got started. Okay. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here to talk about uh, the work here. And um, yeah, I grew up in small town America uh, for most of my growing up years. And, and yeah, I had an exposure to sort of the global world of missions um, through different family ties and our church. And so um, I had always just a heart to help the marginalized and to do it in a cross-cultural context. And so in keeping with that, um, I went to college, um, got my degree in Bible um, in Chicago. And that was a great experience to broaden my worldview a little bit and um, did several missions trips and things. And eventually um, I was married and we moved to Italy to work there. Um, I also, um, before moving to Italy, got my master's in social work um, because I had this heart to help, but I felt like I needed skills as well. So um, that was really key in um, looking back and giving me um, the confidence to, to do what we've done here with ATR. So, um, yeah, I, I came here sort of with that uh, background and 
and go from there as you want. Great. Um, so just give us a brief overview about Radiant Treasures Alliance, and we'll go into more details about that. Just um, why don't you give us a brief um, introduction? Yeah, so as you mentioned, ATR is it's a national network of established and developing anti-trafficking groups and individual advocates that are across Italy. Um, so we are a faith-based coalition, and so we specifically um, target Christian groups and anti-trafficking efforts in, in our work, but we're also open to collaborating with non-Christian groups. Great. And can you explain a little bit about the origins of ATR? I mean, you said you mentioned you went to Italy and you had an idea of what you were going to do. Um, but then how do you get from just arriving in Italy with some vague ideas to starting a nationwide network in Italy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we arrived in Italy, I, I just knew that I wanted to help a, a marginalized group. So I wasn't sure would that be refugees or orphans or victims of trafficking. Um, and so we arrived in, on New Year's Day 2012. Um, so this is our 10th year here and incoming, I just um, wanted to see what the team of people we were working with, um, where they felt like I could fit best and what work we could pursue. And so um, they had a desire to pursue anti-trafficking work. And so that's the way we, we went. And um, so in doing that, they had a heart for that, but they had no idea how to do it. And so it really started from scratch. And I started to build a, a local anti-trafficking um, work, a ministry or project. Um, and eventually it grew to be what is now ATR. So That's great. So was there any, was there anything else like it um, in place in Italy? There was nothing um, as far as a national effort for believers. So when I went to try and start this local team, um, I was looking for resources to use to help train them. I am not Italian and I was trying to train Italians to do this work. So there was research that needed to happen about the problem of trafficking, research that we did about what is happening to, to combat the problem, who's involved. And in doing that, I found that there just were no resources. And so um, because of that, it, the next logical step for me was to spearhead the uh, creation, the translation of a manual that could provide that type of resource for people who are either were trying to go ahead and do um, anti-trafficking work and doing street work and such, but maybe had, um, they just didn't have as much knowledge or uh, resources in order to do it as effectively or as safely as they might be able to and so to support them, but also then as a tool for those who wanted to start something like where we were um, to start from the ground up, you need some kind of baseline. So that was the um, the first big step, I would say, and then it sort of grew from there. Yeah. And so did you have an inspiration model uh, for network or I mean, how, how do you get to starting something like that? Yeah, um, not not at the time as much. Um, there was the group where I, um, there was a coalition in the US that I was able to glean some information from and they were the ones who also had the manual that we translated. Um, but Italy, the context there is very different than in America. And so that was definitely a challenge because I, there, in, in Italy, there's not a real high value on collaboration and unity. There's, it's sort of everybody's fend for themselves. 
Um, so it was not only not something you could see, but it was countercultural. Um, but yet what happened was when I, we were getting to the end of getting this manual done and I had made various connections with small groups and pockets of people that I found in Italy, specifically believers who wanted to do anti-trafficking work and um, just were trying to do their best on their own. Um, we had an event, a little conference where we brought all of these small groups together for the first time. And it was there during that weekend that we all saw the need for this togetherness and the synergy that everyone experienced there was probably the most powerful takeaway because they enjoyed the material, they took the manual with them, but the most important thing was feeling like we're not alone anymore. All of these groups, you know, came from different cities hours away from each other all across the country and had sort of had known about each other, but not really had a strong um, connection and support group. And so they kind of became a support group for each other and they wanted that to continue. So as the, the one who spearheaded that effort, everyone sort of looked at me to continue the, um, the, this connection and to formalize that somehow. So it was out of that event and shared experience that um, we recognized the need for a, a network and a, a bigger um, way for us to stay connected. That's a truly organic um, origin story uh, because it's not like you started to form the network. The network formed out of this gathering together and doing this yeah. very countercultural thing. Um, so it's organic and collaborative. And that I think really, I mean, it seems like that really helped fuel the development. And of course, they needed someone to just take charge and do it. And uh, so grateful that you did that. Um, but it sounds like when you say it's countercultural, it sounds like maybe in the other um, non-faith-based or secular world or government world that it's also not very connected or, or networked as far as the um, counter-trafficking work. Is that kind of fair without yeah, going too far in the weeds there? But Right. Yeah. Yeah. From what we've found, that's, yeah, very true. Each group sort of does their own thing and... I mean, the Catholic um, groups are connected, of course, they're well connected, um, but in collaborating with others doesn't happen very easily. So yeah, it was good to have an evangelical effort where we could all come together and, and try and uh, expand the, our efforts as the church in Italy. Yeah, cool. So uh, you, if it started rather loosely in that 2014 meeting, is that right? Um, yeah. And so sort of forming together about 2015, maybe? Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah. How, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna mention that. So after that event, um, we just gathered, I asked some key leaders to to help me develop this. And so over the course of the year, we, we met and prayed and strategized and all of these things. And then we officially launched, yeah, in 2015. Wow, congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. So how many um, organizations are in the network now? Yeah, so currently we have about nine different organizations or ministry groups. And if you'd like, I can show you on the map um, where, That'd they, be great. where they land. Okay, let's see here. There we go. Can you see that all right? Yep. Okay, so... Yeah, this is the ATR logo um, that actually symbolizes our 
unity. We're all separate, but we're all together. So what's, and I'm sorry to interrupt. What's ATR in Italian then? Alianza Tesori Raggianti, which yeah, is Italian for Radiant Treasures Alliance. And it's um, based on a scripture that I felt like God gave me in the early days. So yeah. That's excellent. Um, so you can see at this point, we cover most of the map. Um, there are also some organizations that we don't have shown on the map to protect their um, privacy and the work that they do. Uh, but it's neat to see how God has grown things and how we're able to have an impact across the country. Um, and so currently we have, um, this is a few months old, but we've got about 23 different towns and cities where there's active work going on that is being done by ATR members or um, people, different ones who are part of the network representing 26 churches. There's about 90 or more individuals who are part of these teams. And so they are the ones that are going on the streets that are interacting with the women, the uh, victims of trafficking. And collectively, um, right now, there's about 216 outreaches that happen every year um, as a result of all of their work, which means that we're connecting as a network with over 3,000 treasures every year um, in a face-to-face -face interaction. And that could be anything from one meeting to a, um, a weekly meeting and discipleship or work, um, different types of support that, that we're able to provide. That is fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like how, yeah, you've encapsulated the the numbers quite quite succinctly there um, without getting overwhelmed. But that's over 3,000 treasures. And now that's, um, yeah, the, the, your beneficiaries, that's what you, that's how, mm -hmm. what you call the, the people that you're reaching out to. And I, that's, I really love that too. That's great. Um, and so tell us about membership. I, I mean, are there, how does it work? Are there costs or, uh, you know, is it free? Um, are there individuals or organizations? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so we do have a formal membership process because um, we are an official organization in Italy. So that's required and a small fee is required. Um, so we've, it's a, like I say, a small fee because the point is more just to have what we ask for is some type of um, engagement in in the network that there would be an active involvement if you're going to be a member. But also the hope is that there would be a lot of benefit that comes from being more actively engaged. And so um, essentially a person who wants to become a member just needs to um, agree to, to be involved and also ascribe to our values since we are a Christian-based group um, so we formally have 20, around 20 individual members, and they are, they are parts of different groups. Um, just for the logistics of the way membership works, we don't have any organizations who are formally members of the network, but the individuals represent them. Mm -hmm. And so the members are, um, they're really the lifeblood, and they're the reason why we exist, right? And so um, we um, really appreciate them, and we... Um, we want to do everything we can to, to support them, but also to have them involved so that the network can better reflect what their, their needs are and um, serve them. 
Yeah. And can you talk more about the support and the kinds of things that you're offering? Um, and I, and I guess within the network, the, the network members are also supporting each other, but can you, um, talk about some of that, uh, what's happening? Yeah. What's, what's the magic happening there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little bit of, most of the members are part of church-based anti-trafficking groups. And so they all, it's, when I say an organization or a team, Typically, it's anywhere from a handful to a dozen, maybe people who are actively involved in this ministry in that local church community and the surrounding community. Um, so they aren't big groups, and they're very grassroots groups, part of those churches. And so we um, we want them to feel uh, empowered. So our our mantra is equip, empower, and unite. So in everything we do, we want it to hit one of those or all um, of those areas. Um, So just practically the way that works out is a few different ways. We, our main focuses are uh, doing awareness campaigns in different ways. So um, whether raising awareness in churches, our, our primary goal, especially in the beginning was to help the churches in Italy become more aware of the problem and to make a shift from not just awareness, but wanting to engage and um, be a change agent, right? So that's um, one piece. Also right now we're working on some um, different materials so that we can do campaigning in local schools and try to to change the culture in that way through the youth. Um, A second strategy is through outreach. So most of the groups that are part of the network are their main Uh, work is outreach, which looks like street work for most of them, either doing, um, reaching out to the treasures, as we call them, on the streets or in brothels, um, but mainly street work. And so they provide um, care and support for the women that they meet on the streets and in whatever way that they can. And as they said, sometimes that means that they see them twice a month when they go out and they give them a small gift and let them know that there's someone who cares about them. Um, and then sometimes that develops into more and they, they'll want help with various things that they need support with. And um, sometimes it could, um, it could mean also having them come off the streets. Um, but we'll talk about later how that is a challenge. Um, yeah. So that's the second. The third thing is just providing connection. Like I said, it's so important that you, know, you can feel really alone in this work. So providing opportunities for these different workers to stay connected um, so that they can be encouraged in what they're doing. Uh, So we do that through different events and ongoing communication efforts. Um, And then lastly, prayer and not last, but you know, but um, it's an important piece that we're um, intentionally praying to push back the the darkness. So um, yeah, those are the main ways that we try to do that. Yeah. I like that. So it's, it's, you want to support the member so that they're able to support the treasures and right. uh, yeah. really lifting them up and helping them keep as, as strong as possible and um, giving that, that mutual support. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, the biggest challenges in setting up this network. Yeah. Um, pioneering work is hard. Uh, in and of its, and so this is a very, very much a pioneering work because uh, networking isn't something that is done everywhere, but it's really, as I mentioned before, was a newer thing here in Italy. Um, and so you can look at other models, but you can't exactly um, 
you can't take everything from them. You have to adapt them and figure out what will work and what won't. Um, so there's no manual or uh, for these things, you're kind of building the airplane in the air, as they say. So that's challenging. Um, another piece is that um, just working with volunteers because most of these, um, I would say 99%, well, yeah, at least 90% of the people who are part of our network are um, volunteering their time to do this on the side, if you will, their anti-trafficking work. And they're already giving so much to their local efforts that there's not much to give to a national effort. So um, that can be challenging, not having the personnel to really push um, things forward for the, the greater network. Um, and then funding would be the last one I mentioned is it's just not as attractive for donors to give towards a networking effort as it is to give maybe to street outreach and those things that are more directly impacting the, the treasures. Um, it definitely supports all of that work, but it's not quite as um, easy to see, I suppose. No, and but hopefully we're going to change that when people get a hold of this video, then they're like, yes, we so need this because it really yeah. is. It really I'm a part of several networks nationwide, Europe wide, worldwide. And I mean, it's so key to be able to support the individuals, members of grassroots organizations and who do this because um, we can't do it alone. And uh, so it's it's I think it's just fantastic that you um, that you took this on despite all those challenges. So, um, yeah. Can you talk about, uh, some of your greatest blessings and, uh, the yeah. celebrations that you've had? Yeah. I think like you've said, just seeing people get re-energized for the work that they're doing is, is huge. Um, it's very fulfilling, um, when, because I had to choose between doing direct service myself or directing the network. And so I'm in a more of a behind the scenes role, which, um, sometimes can, it doesn't feel the same, but to see them be encouraged in their work and to be able to keep going on, find strength in the connections and the resources we provide and to see like in the image I showed you, the collective um, impact that we're able to have because we're together and we're not just um, on our own is, is really a huge blessing. And um, yeah, just being able to, to be a small part of all of those efforts is, is really a privilege. Great. So what are your goals for the next five years? Yeah. Well, so I mentioned that we have got treasures who we find on the streets as tends to be where they are in Italy, although with COVID and things that's shifting and there's a lot more online, but, um, the issue we have treasures who need help. And then we've got these workers, all of these workers across the country who are part of our network, who want to be an agent of change in their lives and want to see them free and restored. But we don't have a great uh, third leg there for the stool. It's like we have a two-legged stool and we're missing this other essential piece, which is a place to, to take them so that they can be off the streets and find um, support in order to rebuild their lives. So our big um, project right now, our initiative is to build a safe house, um, build not just in a physical sense, but you know everything that's involved to um, be able to open a place where we can provide refuge and also recovery programming to survivors of trafficking. And so we're we're 
on our way, we um, looks like we'll probably be able to open this year, um, at least for a couple treasures and, and then expand from there. So that's our one of our big goals. And while it's not a, um, it's, it is a project of ATR because we see that in order for ATR workers to be able to have the impact that they want long-term, it's a piece, it's a huge gap. And so we're trying to, to fill that so we can um, better um, provide that resource so that the anti-trafficking workers can then um, invite the treasures that they work with to take advantage of it. Sure, because it doesn't have to be just um, the treasures in that area where the safe house is. It's often important to get them away from the place yeah. um, where they have been. And this is a network-wide opportunity for them to have something more to offer. Yeah, and we've found that because the, the efforts are so um, small in all the different areas, not one ministry cannot provide everything that one treasure needs in order to have the wraparound care that she deserves. And also government services are very difficult to uh, tap into. And so we need a central location where we can have all of that. Um, and we can then invite uh, different ministries, different groups from throughout the network across the country to then send treasures there where we can have it all, all there in one place. That's the idea. And then we've got other projects as well, like the school one that I mentioned and um, we're launching a curriculum for street outreach to to help train other groups, you know, to continue to do outreach and, and different things. But those are some of our main goals. That's that's fantastic. Continue to multiply and train up and upskill. That's fantastic work. So, um, you know, what can you say to people who see a need for a network or um, or maybe they're considering a network. Um, what, why should they, and what can you offer them? Uh, any advice uh, for uh, the upstart networking types? Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely um, it's a worthy, worthy cause because we are stronger together. Um, but unless there's someone who's intentionally working to bring people together and providing strategic ways for them to keep those connections to be available and to make those connections meaningful. Like we all get caught up in our own stuff and whether as, as wonderful as it all is, we're gonna lose sight of the collective impact we can have in that bigger picture without somebody to, to kind of keep steering that direction. So I think it's a, a really key piece in um, the, the greater effort for us all to to have that impact we want to have long-term and, and that we want to see, right? So uh, yeah, I would encourage you and, and I would just say um, to find people who have done something like that before to just help encourage you along the way. So be happy to be one of those people for anyone that's looking to do that. Excellent. Excellent. So anything else? Um, I've, I'm about to wrap up. Anything else that I've forgotten to ask? Anything you want to add that I haven't asked about. Um, yeah, I would just encourage you. I think also if you're wanting to start a network, I would encourage you first to just find out what is already being done around you in the area that you're you're looking to start it. Reach out to those wherever you find work being done. Reach out to them with a posture to learn from them. Figure out what it is that they've already learned and what needs that they might have. Um, be identifying leaders as you go 
like as you see what's going on, um, try to identify key key people, um, and then if as you as you grow, if you want to then take the next steps, you provide opportunities then for connection uh, between those people and invite people to collaborate. So I think that would be um, a general idea of how to get started. Um, and there are different groups um, that already exist, whether there's a great group in Europe that has been a model for us as ATR as we've, we've grown EFN. Um, European Freedom Network, and then there's other ones, um, the Global Freedom Network, and different different ones that are doing great work that we can um, tap into. That's fantastic. So get that, folks. Posture to learn, identify leaders, and look for opportunities to uh, collaborate. Um, so that's fantastic. So, yeah, that about wraps it up. And uh, if any of you, we're going to now move on to our question and answer and which will not be recorded. But if any of you watching this on YouTube want to reach out to me or to Erica, please leave a comment in the show notes or send me an email through the connections that I'll put in the comments below. And uh, that's great. Thank you for joining us. And um, thank you so much, Erica, for your time. And uh, we'll move on to the special question and answer now.